Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm China. Today is the 14th day of November. Welcome. So great to be here with you today. I hope you are having a great day and a great start to your week. It is. It's always good to be back reading the Word of the Lord to you and with you. Today we are continuing in our story, and we are in the book of Matthew, chapter twenty-eight, and the book of Mark, chapter sixteen. And this week we are in the New International Version. After the Sabbath at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake. For an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and, going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the woman, "Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here; he has risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay." Then go quickly and tell his disciples he has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, "Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me." While the women were on their way, some of the guards went into the city and reported to the chief priests everything that had happened. When the chief priests had met with the elders and devised a plan, they gave the soldiers a large sum of money, telling them, "You are to say, his disciples came during the night and stole him away, while we were asleep. This report gets to the governor. We will satisfy him and keep you out of trouble." So the soldiers took the money and did as they were instructed. And this story has been widely circulated among the Jews to this very day. Then the eleven disciples went to to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, "All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit." And teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always, and to the very end of the age. Mark sixteen. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome, bought spices so that they might go to anoint Jesus's body. Very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb, and they asked each other. Who will roll the stone away from the entrance to the tomb? But when they looked up, they saw the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he said. You are looking for Jesus the Nazarene who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where he lay. But go tell his disciples and Peter. He is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. Trembling and bewildered, the women went out and they fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. The earliest manuscripts and some other ancient witnesses do not have verses nine through twenty.
When Jesus rose early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had driven seven demons. She went and told those who had been with him and who were mourning and weeping. When they heard that Jesus was alive and that she had seen him, they did not believe it. Afterward, Jesus appeared in a different form to the two of them while they were walking in the country. These returned and reported it to the rest, but they did not believe them either. Later, Jesus appeared to the eleven as they were eating. He rebuked them for their lack of faith and their stubborn refusal to believe those who had seen him after he had risen. He said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands. And when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on sick people and they will get well. After the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, he was taken up into heaven and he sat at the right hand of God. Then the disciples went out and preached everywhere. And the Lord worked with them and confirmed his word by the signs that accompanied it. So today we have a very short reading and uh, this is what we call Resurrection Sunday. This is that we celebrate the good news that Jesus did exactly what he said that he was going to do. He died and he rose three days later. And gosh, like there's not so much detail from today, but there's, I feel like a lot that happens. Uh, imagine going to... In, in like our culture, in American culture, uh, you know, there's tombs and tombstones. And if you were going to a grave site, you would maybe bring like flowers or, you know, an arrangement. Maybe that you're replacing the flowers. Um, but could you imagine going and the tombstone being like the, the tomb? Sorry, what is the the gravestone imagine that being gone and you're like what uh i'm here to bring them flowers wait a second i was just here and now this is gone and someone dressed in white i think signifying here that this is an angel is telling you hey i know who you're looking for they're not here anymore they've risen and they've given me instructions to tell you where to go and see them that would be insane insane and it's not just that this was someone this was jesus jesus had had told them what was going to happen and you know nothing like this had ever happened before so it definitely required a level of faith that wasn't quite there yet and so th this is the good news this is the good news of the story that jesus did not stay dead that he's exactly who he says he he is and he goes and reveals himself to the disciples and it says that there are some who doubt. I just like want to pause there because that truly blows my mind. I get the whole thing of like, you're following this guy around for three years. You are really becoming accompanied to him. The only time that really people are talking about dying is like, hey man, like, are you okay? Should Let's go see someone, you know, like let's... Let's go talk to somebody about this, right? Like it's typically some warnings, like those are red flags. 
But Jesus is saying something that isn't of concern that he's going to harm himself, but more so of like, I was sent here to do the will of my father. This is what's going to happen. Anytime that there's like, Lord, no, Jesus, no. There's rebuking of that, saying this this must happen. And so Jesus speaks of his death. He goes through a gruesome death. He's betrayed. He's left alone. Everyone has is gone. And then there's two full day. Like there's a, well, there's one real like long full day, right? Because we have what we know as Good Friday. Jesus is alive part of the day and then he's dead, right? Day one. Day two, um, I believe is called Silent Saturday. I don't know if I'm making that up. Maybe it's a thing or not. Uh, So that's like the full day, like absolute no Jesus. And then Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, he is alive. And so I could imagine the grief, the shock that happens Friday and then waking up Saturday and hoping that it's a dream and it's not a dream. And you're kind of going throughout your whole day and you're feeling anticipation in your body for, well, maybe he is coming back tomorrow or you know, maybe I should, this is part of grief where you just have to accept it. Like maybe I was just a really crazy dude, you know, like all the things that I'm sure they were feeling. And then Sunday happens and you're told to go and wait for him. And you're there, you see him and you doubt it. Like that part for me is like time out. Like what? Like we go through all of these things. And I'm like, yes, I can understand that. There's empathy there. Like Truly, I can empathize as much as I possibly can. But then, seeing him, I'm not sure how different he would have looked. I'm not sure that he would have aged or, like, reverse-aged. And we don't read it today in today's uh, scriptures or translation, and I'm not sure that we will. Uh, we, we might, but really, what it takes for some is to put their hands through the holes of Jesus' hands and feet. And that's where I'm like, okay, you know, like it takes different things for people to accept it. Um, you know, just as, you know, there may be things for us that take, you know, maybe we would be the ones that are like, eh, let me see your hands and your feet. Can I also see your side? <laughs> um, but what a crazy thing. Like, that's the only word I have for it. What a extravagant three days and Jesus I thank you so much for your life I thank you that you were born such a miraculous perfect holy sacred way and you lived a perfect life you died a gruesome death and you did exactly what you said you were going to do and I thank you that you weren't just some legend you weren't some really cool guy or some guy that made people better that you are the son of God, you are the son of God. And we believe that, we hold that as highest truth. This is what we base our whole life and foundation and faith on. And so I just thank you, Jesus, that you were willing, that even the real honest prayer of Lord God, Father, if this cup could pass from me, let it, but if not, I will, I will follow through. I thank you that there, even in the way out, you still chose a way back to the Father for us. I thank you for that, Lord. I thank you so much that you 
we're so creative and so sovereign to set this beautiful and painful path for us to be back to you. And so I pray that that would really refresh and re-strengthen our faith in you and our belief and our trust in you. And I just thank you for your word and for how beautiful and how simple it is. And I pray that it will just continue to minister to our heart, really to set in. And I just thank you for your word. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is our website. That's the place of connection. It's where you can see what is happening here in the community. So be sure to check that out. If you have any prayer requests or um, things that you want to call in and pray for others, you can call in 800-583-2164. But that is all for today. I'm China. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Hi, this is Carol in Lincoln, Nebraska. I've only called a couple of times before. Usually I call over or listen to Daily Audio Bible, but I've also recently begun listening to um, Chronological. And I, for some reason today, uh, other prayer requests were, I was hearing them, but they weren't really touching me. And then I heard Lady of Victory's prayer and I just closed my eyes and heard you, Lady of Victory, and prayed along with you. I have been where you are. I was, I, I just felt at the end of my rope for so long and thought, Lord, when is it going to be my turn? I hear all these answers to prayer. When is it my turn? That is a perfectly human, normal um, emotion to feel and I just want you to know that I heard you that I'm praying with you I will continue praying with you your prayer touched me that day and I really and sincerely hope that the Lord reaches down and touches you in a way that you will feel and recognize as he did to me and just I know that others here are, are, will be praying for you as well Lady of Victory you truly are victorious and what you're feeling is perfectly human and the Lord understands. So I'm, I'm here with you, my friend, and I love you. This message is for Lady Victory. Lady Victory, this is your brother in Baltimore. I heard your call on, on, on from the 4th of um, November, and I just want to lift you and Kingdom Seeker Daniel up. Father, in Jesus' name, we pray and we lift up Lady Victory, Lord, as she continues to walk through the valley. Lord, that she, when she, as she grieves, Lord Jesus, I pray that you be the lifter of her head, Lord. I pray that you would strengthen her, that you would encourage her, that you would speak peace to her, Lord. Speak your shalom, wholeness, and wholeness to her in the name of Jesus. Father, may your Holy Spirit come alongside to give her peace and comfort in, in her time of need, God. And Lord, may everybody in the DAB chronological rally around her in prayer and bathe her in prayer for her needs and her concerns, oh God. Lord, stand by this woman of faith. We ask you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Lady Victor and King of Daniel, we love you both. We love you dearly and we, and we will keep you in prayer. Amen. Bye now. Father God, you are a mighty God. You are the God of of all. You can make nothing out of something. Father God, I come to you today and I ask and I pray over the wounds of, of the women such as myself and many other out there to whom which suffer from infertility, Father God. 
I ask that you come and touch our touch our wounds and remove anything that is not of you and, 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 and replace it with children, with your children, Father God. We're just we're just bearing them, but they're yours, God. Father God, I ask that you, you bring comfort and, 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 and peace to the young lady who called in, um, I believe her name was Luke 110. I'm so sorry if that's wrong, but I ask that you bring her peace, not just for her, but for all of us to whom would suffer for infertility, because this is a, a, a mental torment that, that plays with us that we can't explain. Not too many can understand it, Father God. So I ask that you all... Um, Pray with me in agreement that for those who suffer for infertility, we'll, we'll bear children. We will give, um, give life. Nothing's wrong with us. Nothing at all. Um, we, we often have that, that thought that something's wrong with us and we're less women. But that is not. That's, that's a, a, a thought from the devil. I myself have had uh, six pregnancies and, and, and bear no children. So I know what this is like. Um, very much so. So again, I ask that you all pray for us to whom much suffer for infertility, for children, as well as for our mental our mental health. Um, in Jesus' name I pray. Um, I love you all. Um, again, this is Josh from the Bay. Thank you for all to whom much prayed for me. As you can tell, you can hear in my voice, it has helped tremendously. Um, I love you, I love you, I love you. Good morning, my beautiful Dabsy family. It's November 8th. And it's Yvonne from Hilo, Alberta. And I wanna I wanna lift up under construction and her husband in prayer. Father God, I wanna lift up this lady and her husband to you, Lord. You know the situation, you know every little detail. Oh Father, you say in your word that critical times would be hard to deal with and they most certainly are they're here you also say that nothing is impossible for you and that the little birds you 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 they don't gather and they don't store up for the winter and yet you supply everything they need the lilies of the field are dressed so beautifully and they're here today and gone tomorrow and yet you dress them in so much splendor, more so than even King Solomon had. Father, I want to lift up under construction and her husband to you, Lord. With all these things in mind, Lord God, I ask that you would pour out your peace that surpasses all understanding. I ask that you would lavish your love and your care upon her and her husband, Lord, and they're your children. You're not going to see them wind up on the street. That's just not the way you are. That's you're, you're way more loving than that. And we thank you for that, Father. And I ask God that you would just give her the, the boldness and the courage to just have her faith in you and you alone. I pray in Jesus' name. Hello, this is a prayer for Whitney. Whitney, in the name of Jesus, I proclaim victory over the situation that you're going through, that you are not holding on to fear, doubt, and worry, that you are holding on to his promises, to, to our Heavenly Father's promises. He has not left you. He's not forsaken you. He's not going to leave you. He is with you through the trials and the truth 
tribulations. He is beside you. He is going to answer your prayers. Some things might be no, and some things are going to be yes, a big old yes, and you're going to see it. But everything has its reason. In the name of Jesus, I proclaim that you are going to see victory soon, that you are not going to be sad anymore, not for a long while. Sadness is a part of life, as happiness is. We can't avoid it, but we can you know, continue on in knowing that God is going to prevail in all situations. So in the name of Jesus, I proclaim victory over you, over your life, and that one day that you're going to call in and you're going to say, thank you for praying for me. Thank you that I made that choice to pray, to, to ask for your help, to pray for me, because I'm finally seeing the the results that God is going to answer your prayers and he's going to bring you so much joy. I pray this over your life in the name of Jesus. Amen.